very special good evening to our guest, Bernard Etinoff. Uh, Mr. Etinoff is, in fact, the general manager of uh, Dowasco, and he joins us tonight from Dominica. We are certainly very pleased uh, to have uh, Ms. Etinoff with us tonight. And let me just say welcome to you, Etinoff, and thank you for joining us on the Dominican.net radio. Well, thank you, Dr. Fountain. Um, it's certainly good to speak with you tonight. It's my privilege to be with you on, on this program. All right. I, I really wanted to thank you because you were very receptive uh, to my request to, to join me because the water has been very much in the news of late. For one thing, we know that there's been an ongoing drought in the Caribbean. And we know that um, several Caribbean countries are experiencing drought conditions, including Dominica. Has the situation gotten any better in Dominica? Well, I would say yes, Dr. Fountain. There, there is some improvement. We have seen over the last few weeks um, some brief showers, um, which actually helps to keep the dust down, and it's helping certainly in, um, in, in restoring the vegetation to, to normalcy. And, of course, one, one can expect, well, in some areas, you know, the, um, it is sufficient to begin some recharging of, of the streams, the rivers, you know, so we, we can expect that um, things will continue to improve as we move forward. And what is the situation in the other Caribbean countries? Are there still difficulties like in Trinidad, Jamaica, Antigua? Yes, well, my understanding is there are still um, difficulties in much of the region. I, I was reading, however, um, a release from the, the Caribbean Institute for Meteorology and Hydrology which indicates that things will gradually return to normal, you know, um, between now and, and say the end of May. But but there is also the caution that this is also the dry period, you know, annually. So normalcy during during that period does not necessarily mean that we're going to have a lot of rainfall. It is just that it's going to be like a normal year. But um, that is normally a dry period. So so yes, in in Trinidad, in in you know, um, Saint Lucia, and some of the the countries. The situation is still, you know, a little grave. However, I, I, in St. Lucia, when I spoke with the general manager of the St. Lucia Water Company recently, he, he assured me that they were coping, they were able to manage what they had, and so, you know, they're going forward. Well, that's very interesting. And I know in Dominica, we are used um, to the many rivers, 365 rivers, and to a lot of water. But at the height of the of this drought, I remember that your organization called on Dominicans to conserve water. Um, how did that go down in Dominica? I'm just curious. Well, well, that is so. We did ask Dominicans to, to assist us in the management of the resources by conserving what we had so that we would not enter in, into a crisis situation. And I must thank Dominicans. They responded very well. You will always find the odd situation where persons will pay no, no heed to your, your cause or your cries. And there were situations a person continued to water their, their, their lawns and water their gardens and wash their cars using water indiscriminately. But by and large, persons responded well to the point that, you know, if there was a leak someplace, they would call you and alert you that there is a leak. You know, you've been asking us to conserve. So they said to us, repair the leaks. And we, we appreciate that. There, there are leaks sometimes that we don't know about at all. But the public was aware that we, you know, there was this extended drought and early onset and extended drought. So persons really cooperated, alerted us to, to where there was wastage, and they themselves did what they could to conserve. And so we really had no problems by and large in Dominica. We, there are a couple of communities that were affected by, the, by low volumes, 
at their particular intakes. You know, Mon Prosper is one of those, and um, Koliho is another one for a few days. But I would say things are back to normal. We've done what we what we could to to clean those intakes and and you know so so that water could be restored to normalcy in these communities. So for the most part, uh, there was there continued to be water available. It, it wasn't a question where the water actually ran out in some in some villages, right? No, not not really. Water never really ran out. Um, what we noticed was that in some intakes the levels were dropping. So we had to take the precautionary measures and alert persons to that that fact and ask for the cooperation of all in conserving the water. So that you know, whereas one could have uh, who's running and washing cars, you know, you know, on the streets, persons restricted that sort of activity, and so we feared very, very, very well during the dry. We had full cooperation, I would say, from from across Dominica, and that went very, very well. I, I must say, Doctor Fondi, that Dominica still has a lot of water. We have an abundance of water. It is just that you know, it is where you want the water. Sometimes it is not where it is. But we in Dominica do not have a problem with the availability of water at this point in time. Well, you know, I'm glad you cleared that up because I, the, the, the perception out there for people listening and, and people outside of Dominica was that Dominica was actually running short of water. That was the perception that people were given. So you're saying it's not a question of not having sufficient water. It's just a question of the availability in certain areas because of the way the intake system is and so, right? That That is correct. And where persons choose to do settlements, you know, where persons choose to live. You know, most of our little settlements are on the coastal areas. You know, the interior of Dominica is where we have a lot of water resources, right? Um, we do have some on the, on the coastal areas as well, more on the east coast than on the west coast. But we do have a lot of water. It's just that it is not always readily available within the settlement areas, especially during this dry, very, very dry spell. But we do not have a water crisis at all in Dominica. We have an abundance of water. It is, you know, it's just costly to get that water to the homes of people, you know, at the higher elevations and where they live away from the rivers. That's, that's excellent. Let, let's talk a little bit about the availability of water in terms of, of, of that being available throughout um, Dominica. Um, how extensive is the, is the network that Doasco have? Is every village in Dominica currently covered by Doasco? Does every village in, in, in Dominica have portable pipe-borne water as we speak tonight? Um, yes, Dr. Fountain. Every village in Dominica has portable water. We operate 44 water systems in Dominica to do so. What you will find, however, is that in some villages, um, there was the traditional area, probably the low-lying area, where persons built, all right? Then as communities grew, persons built higher, at higher elevations within the same village, but there, there may be communities within the village which does not have water because of where the persons built. And so what the government of Dominica is doing now is assisting the Wasco in bringing water to these upper reaches where people live. And you can find those in, in Warner, for example, in Campbell. In Dalis, there are communities in the Dalis area which do not have access to water at all. But there's a new water project that is being funded by the government of Dominica for Dalis that will seek to bring water to all of Dalis, all of Warner, and all of Campbell. These are just three of the projects that government is financing now to do just that. I, I must tell you also that we have been assisted by the Caribbean Development Bank for the Basic Needs Trust Fund, the BNTF, to bring water to a number of communities where the systems are either old or, or you know, inefficient. 
and and also there is one project, the Capuchin New Water System, that was funded by Dominica Social Investment Fund that is completed, and persons are receiving water from that new system now. So there's a comprehensive um, plan and, and move afoot to ensure that the water systems throughout Dominica are upgraded. Well, that is very that's that's uh, that's great news, and I'm I'm really pleased to hear that. And there was some discussion recently about the the quality of the of the of the water, and we have been told that Dominica's water is is in fact the quality is one of the highest in the world. Um, can you can you verify that for us? Oh well, that that is certainly so, Dr. Fountain. Our raw water quality is excellent. We do treat it before we you know distribute to to, to communities. My basic chlorination to ensure that the bacteria and no microorganisms uh, you know, survive in the water and that, that could cause any illnesses and so on. But by and large, our water quality is excellent. We are well within the, the World Health Organization standards. Um, we have our lab at, at Wasco that we keep monitoring the water quality. The en uh, environmental health um, services here in Dominica continue to monitor and report anything that they, 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 they see that couldn't affect the water, you know. So we have a process here of monitoring, and, and Dominicans are very alert, eh? I mean, let me just tell you, and, and very sensitive to the issue of, of water and water quality. And any little thing, they will alert you that something is wrong, and so we take steps to correct anything that could, could go wrong. So, so in terms of water quality, we are, we are up there. We are well within WHO standards. That's great. That's great. Um, it's kind of interesting to me because I, rem I remember, uh, well, many years ago, um, for the most part, water was in Dominica was rel relatively free, that people would probably pay a, pay a, fixed, a fixed rate for water. Um, and I know that when, when the Wasco started to introduce the whole question of, of meters, that there was some resistance. Um, how is the situation now in Dominica? Is everybody now paying through meters, or, or do you still have the system of people paying um, a fixed um, rate for water? Yes, I, I would say that just just over 80% of all consumers are metered. And persons are metered not necessarily to, to increase the, the cost to them, but to, to bring, help to bring about some level of control in the use of water. You know, if persons are unmetered, they allow pipes to run and, you know, and so on. There's no control. Um, the Wasco itself will not know how much water is consumed. But the process of metering is something that we, we hope to, to achieve 100% sometime soon. Um, notwithstanding, I know there are persons who, who the government of Dominica is assisting with water and will probably like to do something about the, the metering process and so forth. Um, what, what the metering does is, is as I indicated, to, to help to control the, the use of water and the abuse of water. The fear that persons had seeing you know, as a per, based on the meter, is that they thought they would they would pay a lot more. Of course, there are some persons who pay a lot more than the flat rate. Some who pay marginally more, but there are also those persons who pay less than the flat rate for water. Um, you know, with with the meter, because you really pay based on consumption. For example, if one consumes three thousand gallons of water per per month, that person is going to pay somewhere about thirty eight dollars per month for water. If that person was on a flat rate, they would more than likely pay $42 per month for water. And, and so we find that the average consumer in Dominica pays about $38, $40 per water with a meter compared to without a meter where they, they would have paid $42. Of course, they are the higher um, consumers 
who will pay 80, 90, 100, and even 200 dollars per month. But these are few. Per month. Now, how does that? Um, just how does that compare with the rest of the Caribbean? Because it seems to me that that uh, for a country with, with so much water, that that it does appear to be a bit costly. You know. Um, I, I I would not agree, um, Doctor Fontaine. For example, there are a number of countries in the Caribbean where persons pay um, a little less for the first two or three thousand gallons, and much much more for the next few thousand gallons, as much as fifteen fifteen EC dollars per thousand gallons. Um, and when I speak of, of, of 40 and 38 dollars and so on, I'm speaking of EC dollars. Eh? Um, so our, our rate is, is standard. In some countries, there are progressive rates where the more you consume, the more you pay. And by and large, our rates are among the lowest in the region up to this point in time, in spite of the rugged terrain that we have to bring this water across. I mean, we import everything, the pipes and so on, and these are very expensive. It's expensive to maintain those systems. And I think the, the risks that we charge are very, very low and very, very reasonable. In fact, they have not been reviewed since 1998. These are the same risks in existence since 1998, and very, very low rates, really. Okay, uh, let's, let's talk a, a little bit more about, um, let me just remind our listeners that you're listening to, to this week in interview. Our, our special guest with us tonight is uh, Mr. Bernard Etinoff, who is the general manager of Dawasco, and we're talking about water issues on Dominica. Um, Bernard, tell us a little bit about, you know, we hear all the time that, 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 you know, about the looming water wars and, and how water is going to be so, so critical. And just recently, the, the prime minister of Barbados or the former prime minister of Barbados was in Dominica. And I found it kind of interesting that he made a certain comments about uh, Dominica should be in a position to export water and and, and the question the question i i have for you is is why isn't this been done as a as a matter of course in dominica why aren't we sending water to the other islands in the caribbean okay i'm i'm dr fondi no this is something a process that has to be developed for some some time now we in dominica have been taking steps to develop our bulk water industry so that we can export bulk water to our neighboring countries or sister islands as well as internationally. It is something that, that takes a little bit of time, of course, and something that the market has to be developed for it. We have the water. We now have the facilities that we can export the water, but there has to be a willing buyer from the other side. In the water crisis that we experienced just recently and still experiencing in some countries, we had several inquiries from a number of, of neighboring countries. All right? But they remained just that up to this point in time. Inquiries, but I suppose persons were inquiring, and you know, and I'm, I suppose if there was a dire need, a real crisis on the other side, that they would um, um, access uh, some water from Dominica. The other thing one has to consider is the transportation, the mode of transportation. Water is bulky and it's heavy. You need specialized tankers to take this water on the other side. And this is also very, very costly. And I think one of the, the reasons why to date, we have not seen any real move in getting millions of gallons on the other side. Notwithstanding this, though, Dominica has sold water to some countries within the region in the past. We continue to sell to the cruise ships, and we are prepared to sell to our sister islands if they, if they need it, and um, to, to further field as the need arises. We are taking steps to address that. 
talking about selling to our sister islands um it was reported very widely in the press um just last month that saint lucia had in fact made a request to dominican since i have you talking to me tonight i would like you to clarify this because even on the dominican that we reported that the request was made from saint lucia but i received a call from the from a, a news office in um in saint lucia questioning this and and really asking a lot of lot of questions and, and it was determined later on that that was not the case can you just describe for us what exactly happened okay what i can say on this dr phone is that saint lucia um certain certain um institutions put put it this way the, the saint lucia hotel and tourism association in particular made inquiries and i will limit it to say inquiries at this point in time or request for information regarding the availability of water from Dominica, our willingness to sell to them. And I did provide quite a bit of information in that regard, even quoting prices that would allow that water to, to be sold, you know, to St. Lucia at, um, or to any other country in the region, because our prices are standard, it's officially gazetted and, and stuff like that. So there were inquiries, significant, I would say, inquiries from St. Lucia, from Trinidad and Tobago, um, limited inquiries from Grenada on behalf of Kariaku. And and so we responded to all of those, and it got to the stage that we were prepared, if necessary, to ship water to um, St. Lucia. That has not materialized. No, no, no order was placed. No shipment was made. But there were significant inquiries. Because I found it kind of, of curious, especially considering the, the reaction of the St. Lucians, and I was kind of, of wondering why. Because I even, you know, there was a press statement that was put out by the, by the Ministry of Information in St. Lucia, and they went to the extent of saying that, you know, they would have to test all the water coming in. And, and I was, you know, I, I guess there is some politics at the back of all of this. And, 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 but, but are you seeing the same kind of resistance from the other islands in terms of, of accepting water from Dominica, or is that an, it's just an isolated incident? No, you see, Doc, I mean, the thing about water, like any other product, but, but certainly with water, one would want to know that whatever is coming into their system is pure, is good, it, it satisfies certain standards, and one would expect that the necess necessary tests would have to be done. When we sell water to the cruise ships, we do all necessary disinfecting, testing, you know, using our own lab services. But the ships also have their labs on board that they do the same and probably even more rigid tests than we do. You know, and we would expect that anybody buying water from Dominica, importing water from Dominica, receiving bulk water from Dominica, would want to ensure that the quality does satisfy their own standards and would expect them to do necessary tests and, and things like that. So it's, not, it's nothing strange in my mind. It is something that is necessary and something that would have to be done. All right, okay. so we're, we're trying to develop this whole bulk water intake. Let's talk a little bit about the ownership of the resource. Who owns the resource in Dominica? What I, what I mean is, if, for example, an, a private person wanted to come and, and, and sell bulk water, could they just set up shop and, and start doing that, or does it have to be done by Dowasco? Does Dowasco have ultimate um, responsibility for the water resources of, of, of Dominica? Well, the, the, the Dominica Water and Sewage Act does provide for a licensing arrangement. The minister responsible for water would have to issue a license to that company before they could do anything. 
Now, in, the minister, in doing so, would certainly and has in the past, and I'm sure will continue to do so, consult with Dovasco to determine, you know, if it's something that would allow, based on the, probably the the um the source of that water, is it a source that we are using that we need for future development? Is it a source that would affect our domestic supply? These are some of the questions that the minister certainly would ask before issuing a license, and and to satisfy himself or herself that. Granting that license will not negatively impact on the domestic consumers and will we'll at least see some benefits for Dominica. So I, recently I know a license has been issued to one company, Cicero Water Inc., and um, they have a license to export water, water, bulk water from the Clyde River, that's the Melbourne Hall River, as we call it. The license has been issued by the government in collaboration with Dawasco. So it is something that private persons can get involved Involving it is another thing that they can just do indiscriminately. There's a process that they would have to go through. Okay, that's I'm I'm glad you clarified that because I was always you know curious as to as to you know how how it, how, it, how it works because I I know for example you have private um, individuals involved in in bottled water which is a, a slightly different thing so they can yes. go use a stream but I wasn't clear in terms of the actual the actual rivers if that was the case. Yes, but even yeah. even with the stream and, and the bottled water industry, there's a process of licensing that has to has to take place. You know, because the, the water we, we mustn't forget is owned by Dominica, held in, in by the government of Dominica for the people of Dominica, and so I, I must admit that government tries to be shows shows themselves very accountable in terms of how they they deal with the water resources, and so. One is not going to indiscriminately issue license to affect that that you know that could impact negatively then on on the population. So the WASCO comes in there and advise you know and 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 so on what in the WASCO's best opinion should or should not be done. And by and large, we have the full support of government in that. Okay, that's excellent. With with regard to the to the resource to the water resource, uh, do we do we still have 365 rivers in Dominica? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, let's put it this way: we have, we have, we still have an abundance of water in Dominica. Um, as a child growing up, I know what we used to call rivers. One may very well describe as streams today, and um, some of those are fairly dry, or even even dry, I would say, to some extent. So we still have a, have an abundance of water. Certainly not 365 rivers, but still an abundance of water. Okay, you are listening there to this week's interview. We are talking to Bernard Etinoff, who is the general manager of Dawasco. And in case you have a question for him, you can always send an email to radio at the dominican.net. Or you could call us here, 301 458 Now, talking about that resource and, and, and preserving the resource, um, are there any concerns that you have with regards to the way our water, our rivers have been have been managed. In other words, is there an eminent risk um, with regards to the level of agriculture that's taken place and all the issues that you are concerned about? Well, yes, certainly. Um, we at the WASCO, and, and you know, we hear it coming from the government as well, are very concerned about the indiscriminate selling of trees along the, the water catchment areas, along the river, you know, the rivers and in the interior. We do have some uh, quite a bit of protected forest, but you know there is still, in my my my, my understanding, there is still some felling of trees, even within the protected forest areas, 
Because, you know, Dominica being, being as rugged as it is, beautiful, beautiful still, but it's difficult to police all of this forest area and so on and stop all of this selling of trees. So we are concerned and we are appealing to the public to avoid doing those things. Another thing we are appealing to the public to do is to stop using pesticides and other chemicals around the water catchment areas that has the potential to contaminate the water, um, you know, for, for users downstream and for the Wasco's supply and so on. We, we have good cooperation up to this point in time. It is just that you'll find the odd case where persons want to use the land because what you find is that persons have, in fact, purchased land around some of the catchment areas even before they were catchment areas. And it's, it's always difficult to say to somebody after they have paid for their lands that they cannot use the land and you have no money to really compensate them, you know, for, for, for not being able to use those lands. But we, this is something that has been discussed with the forestry division, with physical planning, with the government of Dominica, and, and something that we, you know, we, we are working around for the time being, you know, having the cooperation of individuals, but I'm sure as we continue, it is something that we have to give greater attention and ensure that adequate policies are in place and enforced to ensure that the forest remains intact and the water catchment areas are protected. Okay, we lost this call. So if the caller could um could try again, the number three zero one four five eight seven four six seven. We would certainly like like to hear you now because I I was also concerned about that um because for a very long time I know that people were actually you know with the bananas and so and 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 just you know washing out um the the, the gramac zone and and all the rest of it and but you, but you say that that has not affected our our water too much that for the most part the water is safe okay so before before you answer um let me take this 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 caller yes okay hello. Good evening. Hi, Dr. Thompson. Yes, good evening. How are you doing? Okay, pretty good. All right. I'd like to, to uh, make a, a comment to Mr. Etinoff because I'm listening to your conversation. I stayed up this time to hear this one. Yes, go ahead, please. Yes, what I'd like to address to Mr. Etinoff, I was listening to Q95 this morning, and there's an issue with an asphalt plant in the Layu Valley, right? And that is my area of Dominica where I live. I'm, I'm from St. Joseph. And I think it's a very bad idea. I know that is out of Mr. Edinoff's um, area. He's with the Wasco, but it has to deal with water anyway. But to build an asphalt plant in the Layu River Valley is total disrespect to the, the country. I mean, to the, the island, the people, and the, the, the natural um, parts of Dominica that you're selling as a nature island. Based on tourism, it's not good. Based on, on health, it's not good. Here in America, where I live now, the, the government in this country is trying to clean up one of the best estuaries, which is the Chesapeake Bay. And that came from industrialization over the years. But here... Where we have in Dominica something that is pristine to this day, where we should take examples from other places, we are trying to destroy a pristine island and put a, a, an asphalt plant in the Layu River Valley, where 
from what I heard, the, the little bit of jobs that it will create is not nothing to compare what the wacky rollers has. Um, we the people have a, 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 a TTV festival, and that brings in good money, and not that's just part of it. Not telling the the damage that this runoff is gonna do from the river to the sea. You see. So I'd like him to 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 comment on that and hear what he has to say. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carla. Right. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank uh -huh. you for calling in your comment. Um Etina, I'm not sure if you yes. if you heard the question. No, I didn't. No. Okay, all. but basically the caller the caller was concerned about the the Afsol plant in Layu and the impact it could have on the on the Layu River and his question was was why was that allowed? He said he understands it might, it might not be your particular area. But he wanted to hear your views about the building of the asphalt plant in the Layu area, a government allowing the building of, of that plant so close to one of Dominica's main rivers. Well, actually, Dr. Fondin, I'm not even very sure exactly the location, the exact location of the plant. And um, clearly, something that's going to be downstream, way downstream of the river not something that would contaminate the water high upstream and clearly not one of the rivers that we use water from at this point. And certainly our, the water that we use for potable water is taken way upstream on all the rivers that we use and, and clearly not, not that low down or close to the sea as I suspect the plant might, might be located. Okay, so you have no concerns that this would in some way contaminate the water supply or have any impact, negative impact on the water resources of, of Dominica? Certainly not the water supply that Doasco uses, not for export, not for domestic consumption. I'm not saying that there, there, there could be no impact on the on the on the um, marine life downstream and, and and stuff like that. I would like to think that the EIA that was conducted would speak to those things, but clearly it's not going to impact on any of the water sources that Doasco uses at this point in time. Okay, well, that's very reassuring because I was also concerned about it when I heard. When when I heard, so I I guess the the issue might more be a question of of the marine life possibly. Okay, we have we have another yes, call yes. um coming for you. I'm sorry you're not able to hear, but let's let's take this call. I'll, I'll have to interpret. I'll, I'll have to relay the question. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yes, good evening. Welcome to Hi. the Dominican dot net and to this weekend interview yes thank you um first of all i want to say thank you to dr etina for coming on the program um i do want to support the first caller who talked about the damage to the river and uh, oh, his i do share his concerns um as well well uh you forgot the first part or one part of his his comment that he was talking about the runoff not just from the river but also to the sea he had concerns about that and secondly i would like to ask um uh, mr Etinov about the water situation in grand four since it's grand four i come from and i know that grand four has always had a problem where um when like around mid-morning uh, people at the top of the village cannot get any water 
I'd like to know if they've rectified that problem or what did they do in to rectify that problem. Since I'm not there anymore, I, I don't really know what's going on, but I'd like to that problem was there for at least 10 years. So if you could ask him that for me, please. Yes, sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, very, very much, Carla. Um, yes. Okay, that's enough. Um, another question coming coming to you. Sorry, that, um, there was a, there was a slight mix up with our phone lines tonight. But the caller, the caller, firstly wanted to to support the first caller that called about the the Absol plant, and he was also concerned about the, the the runoff to the sea. So not not just the rivers, the runoff to the sea. And the second question yeah. he had, he says that he's actually from the village of Grandfour. And you know that there has okay. been a problem in the past of around mid-morning, the upper part of the village not having any water. He wanted to know if that problem has been rectified or if that is still the case in that village. Okay. All right. Um, as, as regards Dr. Fountain, the runoff into the sea, I did indicate that that could be of some concern. Um, what I understand is, is, is going, probably going to be for a short period of time, maybe because of the urgency for having that asphalt available, but, I'm, but the, the, the license or whatever has been granted for a very short period of time, after which the plant would have to be loca relocated. Um, regarding the Grandfour situation, yes, we have been concerned for a while with the situation in, in the Grandfour community and water. It's an, a very old system which was greatly affected by um, a recent hurricane sometime uh, last year, which washed away the, the intake that existed at the time. We now have a very temporary intake. But what is happening in the Grandfour is that the Basic Needs Trust Fund, the BNTF, funded by the CDB, is providing funding for us to do an entirely new system for Grandfour. That is being designed right now, and the design is nearing completion. That new system will involve a, a completely new and modern intake, and I believe some 60,000 gallon storage, supply, and distribution lines for the, for the community of Grandfour. It will also have the, the, the capacity and for to to be extended to um um uh reverse not not reverse civic sorry but some Mon of the John. neighboring communities Monjon Mon I believe we will be extending that system a little later on if we can find the funds to do it right away we certainly would but but the design is complete as nearing completion and that we should see work beginning on that new other system within the next two or three months. Okay. No, you, you indicated before that, that all of the villages have, have water, so you currently are not working on, on, any, on any water systems right now. The, the, the entire country is now covered. No, no, we, we are working on several water systems. The government of Dominica, as um, recent as September, October last year, have embarked on, well, we have, let, let me put it, we have developed, we are the ones who have developed a water system development plan which speaks to every single water system in Dominica and what development works are required to upgrade each of those systems. That plan also speaks to areas within communities where there is no water system. Okay, caller, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Oh, okay. I do have... Um Another question for him on the on the Dominic on the Grandfour um, system. I heard him talking about a new system for Grandfour. One of the things I I well um, some years ago I did some work for Dawasco putting in um, 
a couple of pumps, um, one in Galeon, I can't remember, and one in the Carib Reserve. And I think there were some others, but I can't remember them. Um, uh, Cleve Roy and I worked on, on this project together. I was wondering if they were planning on using uh, um, that as well, or if they were still going to depend on the gravity to bring the water back up to the top of the village, because that is the main problem. Aside from the intake, that is one of the main problems with water getting all the way back up to the top, because when the water rushes down the hill, this problem's coming up because everybody down at the bottom of the, of the village is already using the water, so there's not enough pressure to run to, so that you can run back up that hill, because that, that's a huge, huge hill going up Grand Falls. So that, that is, um, that's my concern. Rather, my, my question. Your question. Okay, uh, let's we we'll, we'll leave that to um uh, to Mr. Etinoff. Um, Etinoff, I suspect I may have inadvertently um cut you off abruptly there, and I apologize for yeah. that. And <laughs> that was about, about suggesting to you, but I, I was speaking basically about the the water systems development plan that we have developed, mm -hmm. which looks at every every water system and what needs to be done to upgrade those systems. And, and what needs to be done to provide water for the little areas that, that do not have water at this point in time. And from that development plan, the government has picked out six projects as priority as early as November and providing the funding for them. And these are uh, Warner, Campbell, Davis, Bells and Penrise, where there is no water system right now, and, and Ben, San Anzimi, and Solda. Um, Vacant Penville is, is, is the sixth one. So we are working on three of those as we speak, Warner, Dalis, and um, Campbell, and the other three we will begin work on very, very soon. BNTF is funding about eight systems development first, and um, DCF, as I indicated, Dominican Social Investment Fund has just completed one. So there's a comprehensive plan to deal with all the water systems to ensure that they provide full coverage, 100% coverage. We're about 90, just about over 90% right now. But the aim is to do 100% coverage in the shortest possible time. Okay. Um, the, 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 the caller who called earlier actually called with, with a, a follow-up question about Grandfall. And his question was with regards to the system of that is actually used to transmit the water and he, he said that he actually worked on the water system a few years ago and that some yes. pumps were installed in in Galleon. and he wanted to know if you are if you you continue to use uh, the system of pumps or if you're relying more more now on gravity to move the water and if that might be the 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 issue yeah the, the system is going to be entirely gravity fed we, we're moving upstream of the intake. We're going to construct a modern intake, um, a storage tank with adequate capacity, new subland distribution lines. So it's going to be a fully gravity-fed system, um, which you know should take about nine months to, to be completed after commissioning. We, you know, after after start of implementation, which we expect to happen within say the next three months or so. Okay, that's that's very reassuring. Now, Ben, how secure? Is the water system in Dominica? By that I mean, how are these intakes guarded? Um, for example, if somebody wanted to do some mischief, how easy it is for them to get to those intakes? Because I remember years ago you would be passing by this this intake up there on Roger, and it just seems so ex so ex so exposed. And I remember when there was some there was some political issues in Dominica a few years ago. There was there was concern that people might actually be able to easily. Um, 
infiltrate the water supply and 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 get to it is that a concern for your company okay i i, I guess dr Fowler, you're talking here about the um sedimentation tank at antrim the intake is somewhere up there up yes the and, and also just just the but fact that people have been having access to those to the intake tanks because probably some chemicals that they can they can actually put it you know so that's up to mischief uh, is that or is that is that a concern that that you have well, this is of course con of, of con some concern to us. I mean, the intakes generally are in the middle of the forest. Some place you cannot really fence an entire forest, so persons can of course access intakes and do do mischief if if that is the intention. And we're hoping that it doesn't get to that stage. Our storage tanks, by and large, are covered and 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 locked. In, in most parts, we do have the the Springfield or the the Andrim facility which really is a sedimentation tank, you know, which is, the tank itself is open, the area is fenced, and this is one of the areas where we have persons that work 24-7. There's always somebody present at that, at that particular site. Okay. You also mentioned the issue of, of sediments. I remember, you know, in heavy rains, suddenly the, the water becomes, you know, undrinkable. Have you addressed this 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 um, problem? Is it is, is it the case now that... Well, that well, Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, well, clearly, um, you know, when we sp we spoke of water quality earlier, and I indicated that our water quality is of high standards, and most of the time exceeds WHO standards. I must tell you that our major problem with water quality in Dominica still remains that of turbidity. That is the discoloration that you see in the water, the suspended solid in the water, and that that happens as a result of heavy rains washing um, soil into the the rivers and so on. If you remember when you're growing up, when it rains, the rivers always get brown and, and, and you know, overflow their banks and so on. That is because we rely on surface water. And surface water is prone to that sort of um, um, sedimentation. It landslides and mudslides into the river, causing that discoloration and affecting the water quality. Now, this happens and very frequently during the hurricane season and can last for a day, you know, sometimes even a little more than a day. Um, what we, we do in those days, in, in those times, is to shut down the supply into the storage tanks so that what is in the tanks, persons can use. But if the, the rains continue and the, and the turbidity continues for a long time, you find that some systems will certainly run out of water. Um, you know, and that happens frequently enough during the, the hurricane season. What we are embarking upon to address that, that issue, especially in the Rosa area, is to increase our storage capacity so that if we have storage for a day or two, it will allow the river to get back to normal while what is in storage is used up. Okay, very good. Very good. Um, I just want to ask one final question, and, and that is, we talked about it earlier, but I also wanted to come back to it uh, just briefly because I think that is very important. Given where the world is headed and given the critical role that water is going to be playing in you know in the next couple of years um are we ready in dominica to be able to 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 turn on the tap so to speak and 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 begin to supply bulk water have we done the necessary studies and 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 the technical work and 
would it be would it be an easy transition for us if we were call upon say in the next um, year or so to supply water on a on a massive scale would we be able to ramp it up quickly because i got the impression from listening to to mr arthur that 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 somehow we were we were quite a ways from from reaching that point but i would i'm interested in hearing what your take is on this certainly dr fountain we we have uh four boil quarter terminals at this point in time three of them specifically designed for the cruise ships and that is the cruise ship berth in Roseau, the deepwater harbor in Roseau, and the portsmouth cruise ship berth we do load water on we, we, we provide water to the cruise ships at all of these three ports at this point in time we do have the bulk dedicated bulk water line with the capacity to load 6 million gallons over a 24-hour period. And that is just um, a little bit south of Roseau itself, just past Fort Young Hotel for persons who know that area. That, that bulk water line runs from Padua through the gardens and, you know, on the seashore there, out on the seashore there. Those lines at the moment are not quite activated because it also passes through Domlek uh, power plants, and there was there is some work that Domlek had to do following Hurricane Dean, I think, and Domlek is nearing completion of those works now, and we are in constant collaboration with Domlek on on the matter. As a matter of fact, if we need to use those lines as we speak, Domlek is quite prepared to 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 facilitate us so that we could use the dedicated bulk lines. So clearly, if there is a firm commitment from any purchaser out there for bulk water, any importer for bulk water, with the collaboration of Domlek, we can begin to use those lines within a matter of weeks. There is some upgrade works that need to be done. We can do those over time to increase the capacity further. But we can, in fact, use the bulk water lines within a matter of weeks to supply bulk water. Okay, well, um, Bernard, it's enough. Let me thank you very much for for joining us tonight. I, I know it's been a, a, a long day for you, and um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And I really want to thank you for, for answering all of our questions and for the great work that you continue to do in Dominica and in safeguarding our water resource and, and also in helping to make sure that Dominica positions itself to be able to, to supply the world with water when the need arises. So let me thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Fountain, for having us. I hope we're able to clarify some of the issues and, and shed some light on some of the things that, that is happening in Dominica as regards to water development. Thanks again. Yes, certainly. Thank you and have a good night. All right. Bye. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay. Um, we will yeah. Certainly want to thank um, uh, Bernard Etinoff there, General Manager of the WASCO, for spending time with us tonight on this week in interview. As we discuss the water situation in Dominica, we discuss the drought, the prolonged drought that appears to be, to be abating somewhat, at least in Dominica. It's no longer a threat in Dominica, but it continues to be a threat in some of the other islands in the Caribbean. And, of course, Dominica, as uh, Ms. Etinoff indicated, has an abundance of water. And certainly efforts are now on the way to get this water out of the world and to begin to make some, begin to making some real money out of this water. So let me just want to just say thank you to all of you for joining us on this very special... <laughs>